1: You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Dan Bear's interview with the director for RRR, S.S. Rajamuli, and my interview with the film star, Ram Charan. Scott, you are my
2: daddy. I am going to Meer to the next one. I am going to go to the next You are the one who will kill you. Welcome,
3: everyone, to the next Best Picture podcast, where we are talking with S.S. Raja Mooli, the director of RRR. Sir, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Dan, for having me. How are you finding this reaction to RRR, the global impact that this movie have had i mean here in the united states it's been brought back to theaters twice after it left cinemas and it's continuously bringing in new fans did you ever imagine this kind of response to this film no uh my, my my hand uh is uh sour
2: and uh and read by pinching myself so many times so, <laughs> so that's how i feel about it <laughs> uh, um, yeah no no never in my mindless dreams did i imagine that RRR would bring, bring this kind of reception especially from the Western audience mm-hmm.
3: and i was lucky enough to be at the uh imax screening in new york um about a month ago and i tell you i've yeah. never seen this kind of response from audiences just constantly throughout the movie cheering and being so involved in it and getting to, you know, sort of come around with the film. Mm -hmm. What has that been like to see all these audiences around the world respond like that?
2: I'm used to seeing that kind of response here in India. uh, People go wild, they throw throw confetti, dance and and all that stuff. We are used to that. I'm uh, uh, never from uh, uh, Western audiences. I, I was I was constantly thinking, are these Indians or Americans? I, I need to go to the front and uh, uh, see the faces to to confirm again. Yes, they are there are uh, Americans, and so yeah. I mean, see, in theory, we are always told a good story is a good story for for everyone uh, across religions, races, uh, uh, countries, and uh, and languages. But to see that practically happen is, is quite something else.
3: I, I think it's incredible. I, you know, We we hear about these sort of things happening in, in India all the time and not so much mm. here in America. And I I think it's been amazing because it feels like that kind of reaction that we have seen the film get in India sort of gives us permission <laughs> to let loose our <laughs> wildest inner selves <laughs> with our reactions to this movie. But um, it, it is the kind of movie that I think does separate it from other Hollywood, Bollywood, other Indian cinemas. It does sort of like inspire this hyperbole in mm-hmm. the audiences every time that I have I have seen it. Um, no matter mm-hmm. if it's showing it to one or two friends on Netflix or mm-hmm. being in the theater, what do you think it is about this movie in particular that has garnered so regularly that kind of response? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be boasting about.
0: It. <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course, <laughs> uh,
3: but we give you permission. <laughs> and, and,
2: and to be frank, uh, I would be lying if I if I say, yeah, if I say yes, this is the reason uh, why uh, people are finding it uh, enthralling there. Uh, because I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure figure it out mm. myself. So far, what I could garner from the reactions that I have seen, or or the explanations that uh, that uh, people or reviewers or experts from uh, from the western media who has uh, who answered your specific uh, question uh, what i could garner was 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 that unburdened unhindered unapologetic heroism that is what uh, what people like over the period of years that has been slowly like either trying to be politically correct or trying to be close to being uh, natural or for whatever the reason that has been toned down the, the hyper heroism has been toned down uh, from the Hollywood movies and when people got that back again they're really enjoying it that's that's what I gathered but like I said it's not my expert opinion
3: right of course so takes us back to the beginning where did the idea for this film come from? I know that you uh, this film was written in part with your father was he part yeah. of the original idea for the plot or did you sort of have the idea and then bring it to him
2: um uh, I, I mean we we live together we constantly mm-hmm. exchange ideas uh, we exchange ideas even at the dinner table or or sitting on the sofa or. just today morning we had a, a story discussion in the hospital with when my you, where my cousin is uh, uh, had a small operation and he's in the hospital. So we had our, oh. uh, someone has to be there. So we had our story discussion in the hospital. So that's the only thing me and my father uh, do. I always discuss stories. Uh, so whatever idea I get, whatever idea he gets, we constantly exchange that. Um, this started with with the thought of doing a, a multi-starter. I always like the idea of bringing two heroes together. so. When I was reading the the histories of Alur Sita Ramaraj and kumrabin who are the freedom fighters in India, India had a long ninety year freedom struggle against uh, uh, England. Uh, so there were many, many uh, freedom fighters in India. India is a big country, you know, and uh, a lot of freedom fighters were there. So these two people, when I was going through their history again, there were many coincidences, beautiful coincidences that uh, they were born around the same time they left their homes around the same time and we don't know what happened to their life for a period of two three years so i thought yeah here i got my uh plot point so uh, the two heroes whom you all know actually met uh and and they had uh a a bond a friendship developed between them and these extraordinary uh, circumstances happened between them It's a fictional story, obviously, but I I found a a great scope there, which I told my father and he said, let's go ahead.
3: And how does the writing process work with uh, the two of you? Is this something that you've sort of like refined over the years into something that works like a machine or always kind of different?
2: Uh, We agree with uh, many of the points. It's not just two of us. It's me, my father and my cousin. The three of Mm. us work together. Uh, most of the time, many of my films. Yeah, we have our share of uh, disagreements, uh, uh, but the basics of a film uh, story, the basics of emotions, we clearly understand. We have a, we stand on the same platform when it comes to the characterizations, consistencies, uh, emotional uh, plots, plot points. So uh, we are we are uh, in sync uh, with those. Uh, but as we as we develop uh, the points we will have uh, disagreements but obviously they have to listen to me because i am the director so to
0: <laughs> it's a pull
3: rank so to speak <laughs> <laughs> so one of the many fantastic things about this film is there are so many indelible images throughout this movie being yelling at the tiger right in its face or the shot of in Raju's eye seeing the crowd move back from the gate in the writing process for your films do you often find yourself thinking about these images and including them in the screenplay or is that something that m- comes for you more after one part of me constantly thinks about
2: images uh and image image is not just an image image for me there is an emotion associated with that image uh, uh, uh like in your background right now there is a, a blue galaxy uh, uh so if i look at it it's, it's a beautiful image but along with that there is some sense of uh uh emotion a mystery or uh, you know that kind of Beauty combined with mystery; those kind of emotions constantly go through my head. That's that's a constant process, whether I'm making a film or not making a film. That keeps on uh, going. And once we start making a story, uh, I I constantly look for a fertile land where I can plant these ideas. You know, Uh, I look for instances where I can make the images grow. That is very important uh, for me. So. It's both. It's not just uh, one. One side I I constantly think of images, on the other side while we are making the movies I look for the uh, uh, scope where I can make uh,
3: images. Mm -hmm. Can you give us an example of one of the things on this film that sort of came while you were in the process of filming it? Many things. Uh, Like, uh, for example, uh, the climax
2: where you see Ramaraju almost depicted like a like a god uh, mm-hmm. so the first image that I had in my mind was the backlight him standing in silhouette and uh, and as he lifts the arrow him we see his face with the with the firelight is the image that I had right from the beginning but once I started filming I suddenly had the thought of the arrow piercing the fire and and coming and striking and showing him through the flame that that image that that popped up while uh, while shooting and uh, while there were a ton of crew waiting to uh, shoot a big large sequence i kept all of them waiting and and took a small piece of fire about six feet by three feet kind of fire (laughs) and i took a small air gun and i was shooting air through the through the uh, fire to (laughs) make it open uh, like a circle uh, Mm -hmm. because i wanted the arrow to go through it and everyone were like, my line producer, my production department, my choreographer, stand choreographer. where everyone were like glaring at me, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you have so much of work to do and you're playing, you're playing with the smart
3: shot. <laughs> yeah. well, that's part of the fun of making movies, is, is these yeah. moments. <laughs> <that you can't. laughs> I, I find that the last sequence is so... It you it does get at these like mythic proportions with the way that you mm. shoot these two characters with both beam and the look of Ramaraju in that sequence, which is so. I mean, even to you know someone who is not as well versed in Indian culture and mm. stories, I recognized immediately that it was it's the Ramayana. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, walk us through the the process of how did that idea why did you decide to make that su- such an over reference
2: uh, actually uh many people think that uh, the final look the attire that i gave to raju is is of uh, lord ram from ramayana mm. uh, uh, which actually is not uh, because in actual history Al-Sithra, we talked about Sita Ramaraj and Kumram leaving their homes for a period of two, three years and coming back, right? So when they came back, they were changed people. Sita Ramaraj came back in the attire that you have seen in the film. Uh, mm. He came back as a warrior saint. He had long flowing hair, he had beard, he had saffron robes, he had a bow and arrow. And... Uh, I don't know why he came uh, that way. There was never an explanation in the history. But he inspired people to take up arms and fight against the oppressors. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is actual history. That's not something I created. Uh, And Qumran he was an uneducated man when he left the house. And when he came back, he came an educated person with a slogan, Jal Jamin Jungle, Mm -hmm. Jal Jamin, which says for... The land, the forest, the water belongs to us, not to our oppressors. So when I was writing the story, I had an idea like, I'm writing a completely fictional story in the time that we don't know about them. But when we come to the point where we know what happened to them, I wanted connected to the history. I wanted this fictional story to connect to the, uh, to the actual history. So that is the reason I wanted... Uh, Raju to to turn into actual Alur Sita Raju by the in the in the climax, and I wanted his friend to give him the attire. So Komaram gave the attire to Alur Sitaram Raju, and Alur Sitaram Ram Raju gave the education and the slogan of Jal Jan Jal, Jan Jal, Jal Jamin to uh, Komaram So that that was the thinking process.
3: So not even not even a conscious reference to the Ramayana at all,
2: uh, 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 or a little uh, bit. I mean, see, Ramayana is such a big influence on me, Ramayana mm-hmm. and Mahabharata. You take any of my films in the past 20 years, you will find a reference of those <laughs> epics in, uh, in that. Uh, uh, I'm so influenced uh, by them. I treat those epics like my gurus, like my teachers. I, I learned so much uh, from them. And there's a huge, huge influence of, of those texts on my on my, film, uh, on my films. But this particular context is not.
3: <laughs> it's very interesting, very interesting. One of the things that I think is so striking about the film is that you hold off on giving Raju's uh, backstory for so long, until the second half of the film. For people like us in America, we would certainly not know his his history. Um, but for people in, in India, where they might... What was the thinking like when you were writing the script, structuring the film? Mm. Why that? Why hold off on that until after the halfway point of the film?
2: Both of them were uh, a kind of uh, screenplay uh, issues. Uh, one is that we we in in India we divide films into two parts. We have an interval. We definitely have an interval in the, in the movie, and the more films uh, should probably have. <laughs> they should have. We'll come to that. We we'll definitely come to that. So uh, we we try to balance both the halves of the film. Try to have a a, a nice. We 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 try to strike a balance between both the lines of the of the film. Say the this is a three hour film. And if the first half is two hours and second half is one hour, it is not a right balance. You now we try to strike it somewhere like one and a half hour, one and a half hour, one hour 40, one hour 20 is, is something we try to do. Just that how we are uh, used to do that. So if I tell the flashback of, of Ram in the beginning itself, the first first half becomes lopsidedly big and second half becomes smaller. It's, it is a, it's a screenplay issue. And also for me, I wanted a kind of mystery with Raju. Uh, sense of mystery, you know. By the way, we introduce him. By the way, uh, he expresses himself. You know, he's a bad guy, but he's doing bad things. He's beating his own people, uh, but in in doing so, he's not expressing anger towards the people. He's not even looking at them when he is beating them. Uh, for instance, in the introduction, or when he starts being, uh, uh beams, uh, uh, brother. Uh, a brother you see there is no no anger or angst towards the guy in fact he's very sad about what he's doing so that creates a a sense of mystery uh in in this case there is no difference between indian audience and uh, american audience even for the indian audience it's the same they don't know uh, what it is maybe a little because they know charan is a star so so obviously he won't be a bad guy. No, no. so uh, it adds to the mystery of like why is he behaving like that? There must be something. For, there must be a reason for why he's doing, uh, he's doing that. So that sense of mystery definitely adds to the uh, character. And we always think think in terms of uh, how would this movie present to the audience in the first viewing, and how would it present in the second view, viewing? Uh, I we always assume there is a sizable number of people who are going to watch it the second time and it should give something more uh, for them when they watch it the second time
3: and it absolutely does i will say like the second time through watching it particularly um uh, the performance it reveals so many layers that you didn't don't even realize um until yeah. you've seen it all the way through um to absolute yeah. success on that part <laughs> i i wanted to ask these Particularly um, the, the fight scenes in this film, the action sequences, they are so cleverly staged and the cinematography especially and, and the editing too makes it feel so visceral. But it really feels like you're almost working in tandem with the actual bodies somehow when you're yeah. shooting them. How closely do you work with your fight choreographer or the blocking for these action sequences um, during pre-production or is our just on set realizing what you're, you're going to do. (laughs) I really, really love action. Uh, uh, And I work
2: very closely uh, with my stunt choreographers and uh, sometimes my, my, my family members joke about me saying, The rest of the film is an excuse for me to make my action sequences. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I really love that. Uh, uh, But if you're talking about the first action sequence, Ram, in in between those hordes and hordes of people, Mm. I should really give the credit to my choreographer, Solomon. He really, really worked hard, really worked hard in achieving that. In many uh, fight sequences, when you see one person against many, you'll see many fighters actually dancing in the peripheral. They're not actually fighting. They're just moving around doing uh, doing nothing. And here I said, it is not just one guy fighting with 20, 30 people. It is like one guy fighting with hundreds and thousands of people. So, so it, we really need to take away whatever we learn from our mind and and bring something new to it he took a little time in uh, in understanding that but once he did he choreographed literally hundreds of people who look like they are very randomly shouting and doing things but all of them are choreographed uh, wow. so uh, so that that's a fantastic job that he, that he has achieved and one more thing is like I, I, I would proudly say that none of the uh, actors, uh, fighters, the hero himself, they didn't even get a small injury in that 20 days of shoot that we did with that kind of action. Wow. It was so well choreographed that no, no one got even a small injury, maybe a, a little scratch here and there. But apart from that, everything went on uh, very smoothly.
3: That's incredible. <laughs> um, you can have one of those signs on set, you know, X days since last injury. <laughs> <laughs> is there, there's so many, I'm thinking in like, specifically in those last action sequences when they're escaping the prison and then in the jungle after, there are a lot of things where the way the the bodies are moving and the way the camera is moving, it's sort of like, emphasizes and makes it feel even larger and more um, exciting and moving than it actually is. Do you watch a lot through rehearsals and try to figure out the camera moves for that? Or is that something you, when you see it, you just know? What's your process with uh, that? Uh, no, uh, when, when we
2: choreograph, uh, uh, when we do the stunt choreography itself, uh, my principal technicians are involved uh, in that. Uh, uh, my D.O.P. Sendhal Kumar, my BFX supervisor, Srinivas Mohan, my production designer, my costume designer, all of them are uh, involved. When when the action choreography is presented to them, they immediately see that and and say, you know, this this has to be shot in this particular way. This these are the uh, problems that we might face. These kind of costumes. Uh, or materials need to be used for the actors to feel comfortable doing that particular stand there's a lot of discussion between my hods and uh, luckily for me all my uh, uh hods they just they don't just look at what needs to be uh, done they also look deeply into what i i want to tell how i am visualizing that particular uh, thing to be uh, told to the audience they try to understand what emotion I'm trying to convey to the audience. So I, I'm i lucky to have such a beautiful uh, team with me who have been working with me for not just this film, for a, a long time. So uh, if the shots are nice, if you've seen the shot is conveying a lot, if, if the lighting is good, if, if everything is making an impact, uh, I think the credit should be given to them.
3: That's fantastic. And it does seem like, there's a lot of collaboration between your team when you're a working lot, on a, a lot of collaboration. Yeah.
2: Not, not just with me, they collaborate within themselves, mm. uh, even before getting me involved or a lot of times excluding me, they, they coordinate between
3: themselves to, to be uh, on the same page fantastic. Um, we're coming close to the end of our time, but I had to ask, being a big fan of musicals myself, whose idea was it to have you make a little cameo in the end credits musical
2: number? <laughs> Did you have to be convinced
3: I like to do it? it or? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> no,
2: I like to appear uh, once, in a, uh, once in a while on the, on the screen. Uh, I, I like to, uh, I like to uh, do that. No one had to convince me. Yeah. But just like, not more than that. Just a brief uh, appearance.
0: You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories from the makers of Death of a Rockstar
3: <laughs> it, it was very fun to, to watch that and then realize that it was you the first time <laughs> I saw it. It's particularly fun to spot a director cameo. Um, and lastly, you know, as we're coming up on this, for our listeners who this may have been their first uh, foray into Indian cinema, their introduction to the films coming out of Tollywood, where do you recommend that they look next? Where do you? think they should continue their journey with Indian cinema. What are some of your favorites that you would recommend? It's very difficult. Again, uh, to be very frank, because I myself don't know
2: what exactly they are liking in in my film. (laughs) So it's very difficult for me. And India makes like hundreds of films in every year in uh, in the past (laughs) 30 years. They're like huge, huge catalog of, of films. So let me be a little bit greedy, uh, uh, greedy, and uh, recommend my own uh, my own films. There you go. Um, uh, so, so about ten years back, I made a film called Ega. Uh, uh, it's the story of a housefly. Housefly is the protagonist in the film. It's not uh, uh, so. It's not just about housefly. It's a person who gets killed by the villain. He who is reborn as a housefly, and he wants to avenge his death so it's a, it's a fun film uh uh really wow. really interesting film so i would uh, uh tell your listeners uh it's available on netflix now to watch that one
3: that, uh, housefly takes revenge on the people who killed him yes. in a previous life i'm yes. going to have to watch that
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> as as rajamuli thank you so much for speaking with us today and Again, congratulations on the film's success. I I can't imagine it happened to a, a better film and, and a more deserving director. Thank you, mm-hmm. Thank you, Dan. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and uh, a big hi uh, and love to all your listeners.
0: I'm going to die, and I'm going to I'm
2: Don't kill
0: me, don't kill
2: Everywhere all you give up leads
0: with is a True Place yourself for a while Place yourself for
1: Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yes. All right. First of all, what a pleasure it is to be speaking with you. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, Matthew. It, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, uh, interesting just to see uh, the press and uh, interact with the press from the West. It's, it's really nice.
1: Yeah, I, as I understand it, you're going to be at the Golden Globe ceremony tomorrow with the rest of the RRR crew, and I imagine you guys have made lots of trips to the U.S. over the last couple of months. The The crossover appeal for this film with Western audiences has been truly unlike anything I've ever seen before. How, how has it felt for you?
0: I mean, um, this is the first Indian film that actually has uh, crossed over and uh, created this beautiful impact. And... Uh, it's, it's all new for all of us, definitely. It never happened before. So we're just taking it by the day, embracing the whole thing, and uh, really uh, heartwarming and uh, overwhelming response from the West. It's, uh, it's really uh, satisfying as an actor.
1: Absolutely. And you're one of the most in-demand actors in India. Um, so it's kind of weird for me to ask, how did you end up Getting this role in RRR because I, I imagine everybody wants you in every one of their movies. But truly, how did it come to be?
0: I worked with Mr. Rajmouli as uh, in my second film, and uh, we had this journey. And uh, he and Tarak NTR have also worked previously. And when he uh, chose this concept of having these two best friends on screen and the drama around him, around them. He probably thought uh, having actors who are already friends in real would make the job easy and more connectable uh, to the audience. And I guess that should be the main reason why he shows us because Rajmuni doesn't do any favors to you. He just does the favors to his film, his script. And I guess we fell into the, uh, in that bracket perfectly.
1: Now you're playing a Indian revolutionary leader who yeah. is uh, based on uh, a, a real fighter. part. Of... Yep, yep, exactly. I, if I'm understanding this correctly, is it true that you have ancestry who also were revolutionary yeah. leaders as well? You're right. My, my, my mom's father,
0: who is an actor as well, uh, during the 1930s, uh, he was uh, uh, a communist follower. And obviously, it is completely opposite of what the British think uh and he did have uh these kind of he was part of these riots he did lead some of these riots and he was in jail for a couple of uh, weeks or a month wow yeah wow so oh that's so- that's a that's new how you dug this <laughs> news out uh, that's interesting
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey you know i i like to try and do some uh, research every now and then interesting. um interesting yeah. But I'm curious to know because your character in this movie also gets back in touch with his own roots and where he came from and his character arc over the course yeah. of this story. Yes. Um, in a way, did this uh, story for RRR uh, have you look back on your own history as well?
0: Uh, uh,
1: frankly, Matthew, no, I didn't
0: because, and uh, not, I didn't even dwell in the history of the character I played too much too, mm-hmm. because uh, it's a fictional take uh, of the, the director on these two. Uh, uh, legendary Freedom Fighters. And it has nothing to do with really what they did. And it's not that he went through the autobiographies and he's taken a page out of that and he's created this. It's just the characters, the essence, the the whole, uh, you know, the aura behind the characters is what he's taken. And he's created his own story around it. So, it was pretty much like any other new script. It, we, didn't have to, we didn't have to dwell into the history
1: much. Sure, totally. Uh, I imagine uh, you had to dwell a lot in the gym. Uh, this is a very physically demanding role, and I know that yeah. you do a lot of your own stunt work. Uh, yes. Can you talk me through just, like, what your workout regimen is like? Because, oh, my God, I was very uh, impressed and definitely uh, – Intimidated looking at you on screen.
0: If you want to be casted by Mr. Rajmoli, all out of the, all the 15 or 16 movies he's done, his actors had to look their best and rip. And probably, I would not say, I used to ask him, sir, you're really body shaming us. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I'm not paying to see or I've not written my characters at all. You know, the yeah. other way, other side. So just... I, I like to be uh, fit and in general, but his, his his fitness, Rajmoli's fitness is completely another level. Mm-hmm. And to carry that and maintain that even through the pandemic and all the three years, now that was the difficult part because we started this as Rajmoli's fastest film ever going to be made. That's only just one year and we felt so excited and we got our best shape and everything. And boom, we had to maintain that for two more years after that. And uh, even during the pandemic, he used to call us every week and check if we hit the gym and how are we looking with the pictures. So <laughs> <laughs> so he is really like a principal, like a dean checking on you if you are done your homework that week. I'm like, sir, this is pandemic. Everybody's relaxed. I want to eat my noodles and popcorns and just sit and binge watch he no that doesn't work with him
1: (laughs) i love it i love it uh were there any injuries that you sustained on set uh doing some of the stunt work because like i look at the opening scene for example where you're just in a sea of people and i'm like somebody must have stepped on his hand or something during uh that sequence yeah you're
0: right uh we shot that for 30 days and uh the, uh, at a given day, we used to have 5,000 to another day, we used to have 10,000 people, depending on what the shots were uh, designed that day. And believe me, we did for 35 days and not a single scratch on me. That's the kind of homework Wow, has done. He's done 40 days of homework without me and before I entered this, this shoot. And we shot that for another 30 days. So Rajmuli was dwelling in that episode for 60 days to That's... achieve it. And, the awesome. stunt guys, the stunt choreographers, the stunt guys, everything, everybody around me was so well prepared that nothing happened. But I did have an injury on the sets when it we was, when the camera was not rolling, when we were talking about the scene where um, I hit uh, junior uh, beam with the whiplashes that happened. If you remember, I don't yep. know if you've seen
1: the, film, the Oh, I've seen, I've seen this movie multiple times. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> So during that scene, I, he
0: really wanted me to come as close as possible. And, you know, it's a whiplash and you're, because of your body, you might just hit him and oh, anything can happen. So I was just talking to him and I went off that platform and I fell down uh, from eight and a half feet. And on my head, I tore my ACL oh. and I had a mini surgery just to get that tendon back on track. It was just off off the screen, you know, off the camera we did. But on on camera, we didn't have much injuries.
1: That's incredible to me because some of the stunt work in this is just on a whole other level. And, you know, here... All credit
0: goes to the stuntman, Mr. Mm -hmm. Salman, who designed this whole thing and how meticulously Mr. Rajmuli has planned. He does all the stunts himself to understand what are the, uh, you know... uh, the issues the actors might have if they are doing it so it is it is it, there's no other way but you have to go to it because the director has already done a couple of times before you
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely but there's no escape route out of that there's no exit well what would you say was probably the most challenging uh stunt to do throughout this film i think uh i mean just
0: just as the sheer hard work that we need to put in uh the first episode obviously we shot in the peak summer but you see the dust that was real dust it was not cgi dust oh wow and uh, right after the director says cut it was so dusty and they could not find me so they had to give one of the stun guys who's right next to me a white flag just to put it up to show the actors here because it was so difficult to find me in that crowd and pull me out of that and to do that in hot summer poor guys not only me all the five thousand guys have really worked so hard And apart from that sequence, I think the interval episode with all the animals and Ram and Beam's brutal fight was very, very difficult because Mr. Rajmoli expects a contact always and a contact which should not hurt the other actors. That was so difficult to practice. And of course, we used to hit each other in between, and we got bored of even saying sorry after a while.
1: Especially because, like you said, you guys are our uh, friends, so friends and 65 days,
0: you got to, something can obviously happen in 65 days of hitting each other. And yeah, we were just tired and we should just say, sorry, buddy. And that's it. We should carry on. And uh, I thought the director would definitely say, OK, take it easy, guys. I don't want any of my actors to be injured. But no, drill really continues. <laughs> Same thing again.
1: Now, uh, as I mentioned earlier, your character undergoes uh, quite a transformation here uh, throughout the film. And by the time he gets to the third act, uh, he's a totally different person. In fact, he has evolved into an ideal version of who he was always meant to be, a symbol for his people and for Mm -hmm. uh, his friends and family back home. And I just want to know what that Means to you getting to embody uh, a character like that?
0: I think uh, yes. I, I I always dreaded uh, uh, when I was going to start and uh, acting for those kind of that episode where I need to transform into that that uh, legendary freedom fighter mm-hmm. because rest everything was so fictional. But that part is what the audience were waiting for, and the whole story was designed around these two characters getting into their appearance of how they were seen in the history. I was very scared. I was very careful about how we have to approach it. We had to have a lot of respect and a lot of discipline when I did that. And it comes with a great responsibility when you play somebody from the history and we want to get it right. Because people, since we were kids, we read about them, heard about them from our grandparents. So a lot of people, I mean, a lot of lot of these audience know about these guys. And you don't want to mess around with those kind of characters. You want to nail it so good. That was the last 10, 15 minutes was as challenging as what I did for the whole movie.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. i got to ask you about the musical sequences in this movie. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Not To Not To, because that song yeah. is just such a banger. I absolutely adore it. Um, I've seen people doing dance versions of it at weddings uh, on tiktok yeah. and every i swear at some point in the streets of new york city i think i'm gonna see somebody doing it in the subway at some point i'm sure yeah. so just uh talk to me a little bit about the crossover appeal of that track and also too what went into the dance choreography because i've often wondered if it is slightly sped up in the editing um or if you and ntr are going at full speed the whole time there
0: Actually, um, see, coming to this song in particular, we shot that for about 17 days. That is, uh, six days of rehearsals in Ukraine included. Oh, wow. And, uh, I, I pretty much lost about four, four, four kgs, uh, and, uh, around two or three. <laughs> that's, that's how, that's what it, that, that, that song did to us. But my knees still wobble when I talk about that song. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, See, Tarek and I have such unique dance uh, uh, abilities and skill, and we have our own style. Getting the step was not uh, difficult mm-hmm. as such. We have done more difficult steps ourselves mm-hmm. in our respectful films in the past. But coming together, the script at that point, when you see it should not look like there were two people dancing, it should look like one person dancing mm-hmm. with just two bodies. So, the synergy the director needed at that point that these two guys think alike, do everything alike, and it's just two bodies, but they're one soul. So, to get that, you have to synchronize each s- moment, uh, uh, minute by second by second. It should look exactly the same. Even when you uh, freeze the frames and go frame by frame, they have to be doing the same thing. So, that was the most difficult part. Yeah. Sy- synchronized with my buddy, NTR. I can't imagine how hard that must have been. It's not about your style or NTR style. It was Rajmoli's style now. Yeah. So that's very difficult. And that took us, there were takes when we did 17 takes, the same thing. And, and that happened like a couple of episodes. Like, yeah, we were just going like, like, a like a loop, you know, we would not know if we were getting it right or wrong. We just wanted to keep going like a marathon.
1: (laughs) So I need to ask you this question because my listeners uh, are dying to know. If Natu Natu is nominated for an Academy Award here in the States for Best Original Song, Uh will we see you and NTR dance on the Oscar stage to the song? Of
0: course. If they are going to give us an award, why not? We will do it all 70 times back again. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I mean, we put in so much uh, effort in that song. And when Mr. Rajmoli has insisted, even if you're tired, take a break, but you come back and do the same thing. We never understood. But today we understand the impact of what he was trying to achieve. And I can see even if we don't win the Oscars, of course I want it, but even if we don't, people are talking about it. People the father and son, mother and daughter, brother and brother, sister and sister, all these combinations of friends and school and colleges are doing it and celebrating that effort of what Rajmoli envisioned, I can see. And yes, it's definitely a big feather on the hat if we really win all these two uh, awards, but even then, People's love and affection, and they're repeating our steps so many times in in the reels and the shots. It is also very satisfying to see that itself.
1: So, a lot of Western audiences are not as familiar with your side of the industry, yes. and for many of them, RRR is their first exposure to Hollywood. Um mm-hmm. What would you say is kind of like the Mount Rushmore, or or like the 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 uh, ultimate uh tollywood film that is an rrr might i add uh that you would recommend someone to watch next if they were uh, interested
0: yeah please watch my film Rangasthalam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> please watch please watch Baubali. uh yeah please watch this movie called the fly uh Eager of Rajmulis. there are many films of tarik as well are in the sametha See, once you start watching these films, you will start snowballing, uh, and you will get through the other films as well.
1: I think that there's going to be—I feel like a lot of doors are going to start opening because of this movie. I could definitely see more and more crossover in the future. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, the the world is coming together on many aspects, and cinema is also coming together thanks to the pandemic. Uh, the West, the East, we are all exposed to each other's content from the Spanish films that are coming out, the Koreans and all of us. Yeah. Uh, there's some kind of uh, unity that is coming together and we are uh, you know, recognizing that the great directors of the West are also recognizing that the Mr. Russo brothers and everybody have been calling and spoken to Mr. Raj. And all this is so interesting and as actors, I would love Uh, creative directors from all the industries from every country to experience us and exchange beautiful cultural and uh, culture and talent from each other uh, from respective countries it'll be interesting don't you think
1: oh i definitely think so i mean i remember a couple of years ago when there was a film called the raid i don't know if you've ever seen that film yeah yeah and I remember those guys just started getting work left and right here in the States afterwards because of just their incredible talent. Uh, I'm curious to know, has anyone called you on the phone and said, hey, Rom, we need you to come to the States and film this movie with us here in Hollywood?
0: <laughs> oh, God. No, no, Matthew. Frankly, uh, the, the truth is no, not yet. not call not come. But yeah, let's keep the the momentum going. And I'm sure uh, I'm going to pray for myself first that I will (laughs) be receiving a call soon.
1: Absolutely. And, And you know what, if that call doesn't come, then they should, as we said before, seek out the films that you guys are making over there. Why not? So
0: I mean, like people like you, you're you're good. You're like a messengers for all of us. You're carrying our good work around with with your podcasts and with your editorials. Thank you so much for that.
1: No, thank you. It's my pleasure. I mean, this movie gave me uh, such a jolt of excitement and energy, and I absolutely loved my experience of watching this in the movie theater. And I've watched it a bunch of times uh, since then at home and showing it to people. It's streaming here on Netflix in the States, and it's just been really wonderful to watch people's reaction to it over and over and over again. And um, I I can't get enough of it. It's infectious. And it's exactly yeah. What I'm saying,
0: it's the awards are definitely uh, uh, very, uh, uh, very heartwarming if you get an award. But what you're just saying is what I meant by saying, hearing all of you, you spreading the good message about a good film. It's not about an Indian film or Spanish. You saw a good film and you were spreading the message that is the real achievement of uh, any actor or any director
1: absolutely well i want to once again congratulate you and also to wish you the best of luck i can't wait to see what comes next for you and also too for the industry as a whole thank you so much for the time today i really appreciate it. lovely
0: lovely talking to you
1: thank you you. as well thank you bye-bye Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Dan Baer's interview with the director for RRR, S.S. Rajamouli, and my interview with the film star, Ram Charan, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. RRR is up for your consideration for this year's Academy Awards for Best Picture and Best Director. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts.